Welcome everybody to the 8th episode of the Maze of Thoughts podcast. Another weekend, more topics, more conversation, more controversy, more debates, more bunch of stuff. So here we go. Don't leave your thoughts incarcerated within your mind. Let them out. Let them roam free. Expand the knowledge and the wisdom of others by transforming your thoughts into words. Let your thoughts find their own path through the maze. The maze of thoughts. Alrighty then, so we have the podcast today with me, Apollyon, Miss Nummer, and Dystracool. Hello, welcome, and let's introduce ourselves. I've introduced myself, so you two introduce yourselves, basically. <laughs> Dice, you uh, hey everyone, Dice, back at it again. <laughs> And hey everyone, Miss Nomer here, ready to start talking about interesting topics. You're both in your cribs, right? You thugs. <laughs> For, yes, yes we are. All right. thugs. Yep. Before heading into the actual content, allow us to inform on our social media presence. If you'd like to interact with us, comment on our episodes, or just chat with us, our Twitter is at Podcast. Our Facebook can be found at facebook.com slash Podcast, and you can pretty much do the exact same thing as you do on Twitter. For a direct inter interaction with us and cool extras as we like to share music, news, videos, and such, Join our Discord at discord.me slash MOT podcast. That's slash MOT podcast. Discord me or discord.me slash MOT podcast. The Discord is pretty cool. Come over, talk to us, chat with us, share news, share videos, share all that stuff. It's, it's going to be fun. Plus, if you are into video games or just want to socialize, you can use the voice channels as well. And you're also eligible to participate in our episodes. For pictures and promotional content, check out our Instagram at instagram.com slash mazeofthoughtspodcast. And at last but not least, to support us directly, you can give our Patreon a look at patreon.com slash mazeofthoughts where you can be subscribed to it for a monthly fee and get some exclusive content in there, such as bloopers, extra bits that are not in the final podcast, among other things. So, take your preferred form of social networking and come say hi to us. We do not bite. Much. I think. <laughs> I'm only responsible for myself, honestly. Uh, Moving on. <laughs> we have some interesting topics today. And the first one is going to be mine. Because, holy motherfucking shit, does this thing fucking get me spiced up. So, apparently there's this Russian social activist student is, who is pouring bleach on men in public transportation. Who are men spreading? Huh? Men ah. spreading, <laughs> ladies. Ah. What do you think? Before we move into the topic, what do you think about men spreading? Because that, that's a very interesting thing that I'm, I'm very interested in finding out about. Can I give you the Wikipedia definition of it? Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so, let's hear it. So according to Wikipedia, manspreading or man-sitting or ballrooming is the practice of men sitting in public transportation with legs wide apart, thereby covering more than one seat. Both this posture and the use of, I guess, neo-legalism, I guess, manspreading have occasion, like, what the fuck? Have occasioned some internet criticism and debates in the U.S., U.K., <laughs> Turkey, and Canada. The public debate began when an anti-manspreading campaign started on the social media website Tumblr in 2013. The term appeared a year later. So OxfordDictionaries.com added the word manspreading in October. August 2015. Use of the term has been criticized as a caricature of feminism, and the practice has been juxtaposed with the examples of women taking up excessive space in public spaces with bags. So, Alright, that's clearly <laughs> written by a bunch of fucking feminazis. I you as a normal feminist, <laughs> you as a normal feminist, we've had this conversation several times, uh -huh. but as a considered, you are, you consider yourself a normal feminist, right? Uh, yes. You're not into like this whole mm -hmm. bullshit of uh, fucking supremacy and all that shit. Oh yeah, not at all. So, what do you think about men yeah. spreading? Honestly, I think it's a problem uh, when, <laughs> yeah, like when you are in a public space. And clearly there are open seats around you. Now I'm saying if you're in a situation where you're on a train and there are like 10 open seats anywhere else around you and a dude decides he wants to sit with his legs wide open, that's his prerogative. It's fine. He paid his fare. He's sitting on the bus and there are other seats to occupy. Now, if the same person is spreading when there are no other seats available or there is a vulnerable uh, demographic on the train, like a pregnant person, an elderly person, a disabled person, and they're spreading in that space. That's when I'm like, okay, um, you know, I need you to be a little more conscientious. Close your legs a little so this person can sit down. They need this seat clearly mm. more than you need to spread your legs and have that much space. You're in a public space that's occupied by other people. That's the only time I find it to be a problem. But other mm -hmm. than that, I mean, people sit the way they sit. As long as you're not like propping your leg all up in the window somewhere with the junk hanging out, then like, do you boo boo? Just don't be a dick about it. Bottom line. Mm. <laughs> Dice, low what's key, your low it? key, I, I manspread a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You can always catch me manspreading. It's like comfortable to sit like that. Like, I don't know. In California, it gets pretty hot, so like, I'm always trying to catch a breeze something. So that's why I kind of sit with my legs open sometimes. Not going to be grody, just <laughs> that's just how I do. Um, also, because like sometimes my lower back hurts, so like having spreading my legs and like being able to stretch my back like that feels good. But like I'm always like really conscious about it because I know sometimes too, like if I'm sitting near people and stuff, I'm not going to be sitting with my legs open. But like if if I have room and stuff and like it's not going to bother anyone, I'll, I'll probably sit with my legs open. Or like what Miss Nomer said, like I'll I'll like prop my leg up on a window or something. That that's probably just me being like angsty young person because that's how young people sit. Oh my god, Dice, you'd be the one I'm giving the mm. side eye <laughs> on the other side of thing. Like, look at this girl over here. Yeah, I, I'm like on the I'm on the train and like my one leg is propped up on one thing and the other leg's out the window. Like what the hell? This girl's parents never taught her mm. to put a feet on the floor. What the hell? All right, I can give my opinion now from the standpoint of a man. All right. Number one, it's actually cool that you manspread, you know, because I was actually going to refer that. You're a girl and you do whatever the fuck you want to do. 
it's your space. Again, it is a matter of being respectful in public transportation, and I agree with that. I'm also against... I'm a man too, so if I have a man spreading right in next to me, we're gonna fucking be punching each other in the face. What do you mean? Fucking close your legs, piece of shit. I want to sit here too, <laughs> motherfucker. So, yes, I don't agree with when you are spreading like you're a fucking king of the whole world. There's a major ass problem. About the whole deal with pregnant ladies and shit, you don't even man spread. You just lift your fucking ass off that seat and you go somewhere. Well, if there are space, if there are seats available, then sure thing. But if there are no seats available, you as a decent human being and as a decent fucking citizen of a society and of a civilization, you get your ass up <laughs> and you let the old people, pregnant people, sit their asses down and you fucking go uh, standing up. That's the right thing to do. All right. Mm -hmm. um, moving on. Moving on. Now. I do that. Good. That's good. Moving on. <laughs> about the whole deal about the situation of the, this whole activity bullshit thing. I would like this chick that's doing this thing because she's pouring bleach, water with bleach on people's clothes. Oh. And she has no fucking idea. She has oh. no fucking idea if these people are going to, you know, going for a meeting. There you have. She has no idea if they're going for a date. She has no idea if they just bought those pants, and those were actually very expensive pants. She has no idea about this. This cannot be legal. This cannot be legal in any way, shape, or form. It's sex. It's not sexual assault, but it's actual assault. It's it's fucking assault. You're assaulting people in public transportation because you have a stupid fucking idea in your brain that you don't agree with. But let me tell you this, lady. Please grab a pair of balls and put them right... I mean, fuck it, I'm gonna say it. Just grab a fucking dildo with a pair of balls and shove it up your fucking thing, alright? And make some <laughs> sensors or some way of <laughs> connecting that shit with your fucking kidneys and stuff. And then fucking go and don't ever spread your legs. Keep your <laughs> legs always closed. Because I dare you, you're not going to do that. Because we, man, we have two things in the middle of our legs. <laughs> not only two things, we have three fucking things. So we have our dick hanging out, fucking just like a pendulum, you know, and then we have our fucking balls. <laughs> so this lady's fucking messed up in Don't the goddamn the head. Well, but hold, is a complete different story. I, I, at least I don't have anything <laughs> hanging out from my butthole. Luckily. <laughs> I feel like if there was anything hanging out from my butthole, I would have to consider my priorities once again. But that is my point. This lady needs to understand that we have things between our legs. All right? So what what exactly do I do? For for instance, while we want to be equal, right? We want to be equal, yes? Lady uh, Russian lady, social activist. We want to be equal, yes? So, what do I do? What what sort of thing would you suggest I do when I hear women constantly nagging? Is that how we sound? <laughs> no, no, I'm just generalizing in public transportation. When you're trying to rest by going to work or by going to school or by going to whatever and you try to rest and in the morning 
women. She's like, oh, please. It's morning. I know you're supposed to wake up in the morning and it's in the morning that you're like supposed to get energy. But geez, wait until everybody leaves the bus or the train or something and then talk all you want. But hey, you know what? I've never wait, so, been. Uh, Go on. Uh, Go on. I I haven't heard about. So is this a lady in Russia? Yes, it's a video is, that is like a Russian came lady across my Facebook recently, and um, it was yeah. She's basically she has a camera on her chest, just like she's taking pictures, but she's actually recording. So she has that camera. And then anyone, any any man that has their legs opened, because it's, I mean, yes, any man that has their legs opened, she pours bleach on top of it. Now, is it staged? I don't know. It could actually be staged. It could actually be staged. We don't know. So, but. my opinion. That's what I was thinking, because if she's in Russia, I'm surprised she got away with it, because I know they it's still really like conservative over there and they especially are really strict with women. So I'm, I'm surprised that, I mean, if it was real that what? she isn't already in the slammer for doing something like that. I don't, I think you're wrong. I don't think you're thinking about, I don't think Russia's that strict with women. I think you're talking about Saudi Arabia's and, and Middle Eastern countries that Russia's not like that. Well, I've well, never heard well, anything like, like still that really about like Russia. Strict over there. And like, well, it, it's um, like really like, gender gender not not like strict but it's like kind of gender role still like a lot of it's nah. still kind of that's why i was nah. surprised that i, uh, I mean that, even it's then, like, i think it's like that in the middle east but i don't think it's like that in russia i've never heard about that in russia at all i think they're very equal there hmm. well my opinion when it comes all, all to, their stuff's fucked up in russia just like when it comes like to all the governments and stuff's hella corrupt what do you mean that's <laughs> No, what are you talking about? You're 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 There's thinking a bunch about of stuff the Middle going East on over there where they're trying to like. You're thinking about the Middle East. Listen, oh, Trump forgot. doesn't. You guys, Trump does not you like. You guys Putin. are in the net. Of so you're you, no 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 no. Listen, your mind has been brainwashed by the American fucking government or some shit. Listen, no, Russia is actually a fucking pretty oh good country. God. It is a pretty good fucking country. The Middle East, that's the fucked up part. That's you don't want to go there. They, 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 object, they objectify women. They do all that shit. Russia's not that bad. Russia's not that bad. But it, Russia and America has always been in a fucking predicament for for many many years. But that's because one, they're trying to see who's the biggest Russia, country in the world. We need a Russian person on the podcast. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, why not? But again, I think you're wrong. The way you're describing <laughs> Russia. Is just it, it's it's like I'm hearing it f coming from Trump's face. Not gonna lie. Oh, and I have nothing against Russia, but fuck Trump, honestly. Oh, okay. So now we're gonna steer it away from politics because I have an opinion on this bleach <laughs> spraying woman. So when it comes to share your um, opinion, <laughs> share your opinion. When it comes to this lady, just first of all, she. It, I'm pretty sure that's considered assault when you walk up on a complete stranger and douse them in a fluid that's potentially harmful to other people. I don't care if they're spreading their legs inappropriately. I don't care if they're making statements that you don't agree with. You don't assault a random stranger 
especially if they haven't attacked you first. There was no self-defense. That was blatant aggression and blatant assault. So with bleach, which is a harmful chemical, Mm -hmm. diluted or not, it's a harmful chemical. If any of that would have splashed into those people's eyes, that would have been detrimental. And so I don't agree with her approaching strangers and assaulting them, even if it's in the statement for them spreading their legs. No. Which is why it's so stupid. It is. It's, I mean, it's unacceptable. I understand this vendetta to disrupt uh, commonly accepted male practices because, you know, most people are taught that your women particularly are taught that you're supposed to sit with your legs crossed because it's considered ladylike and uh, polite. Mm, now, see, this, that's, that's this is what I'm why. Let me just let me just interrupt you for this. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, you know, I'm cool with Dai saying that and that she man surprised. Because hey, if you're wearing pants or shorts, go for it. I don't give a fuck. Now, if you're wearing a skirt or a mini skirt or a fu- one of those dresses or whatever, now that's because you want to look good. And if you want to look good, you have to go against certain other things. Now, if you want to look good, you don't. You, you're wearing a skirt, you don't, like, you don't spread your legs towards me. Because I'm, like, no disrespect whatsoever, but I'm gonna start thinking about things. So, that's just like, you have to, you have to give up certain things to go for other things. So, if you want a man spread, make sure you're wearing shorts or, or pants. Because otherwise, uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I would put I it would put a lot of thoughts in my head. And that's I wouldn't, going I wouldn't in- do anything, <laughs> but it would put a lot, a lot of thoughts in my head. And that goes into a different conversation, uh, direct a different conversation as far as what's considered socially acceptable. Because you know, as people say, um, just because you're wearing a certain thing doesn't mean that you're asking for certain kinds of advancements, but Generally speaking, if you, like you said, if there's a woman sitting across from you with her legs spread wide open and she's wearing a skirt and her underwear is showing, that Mm. is considered in many cases an invitation. It's not an invitation that someone should take unless expressly given permission, obviously. I hope many people understand that. But at the same time, it is considered socially an invitation i mean you're opening Mm. you're literally opening yourself up for someone to kind of respond to you and it's not your fault or your problem but that's just the situation that we're in and again it's not your fault or your problem but it is something to be aware of now when it Mm. comes to again splashing people with bleach no i i really don't think she would appreciate that either if a guy decided to come up to her and splash her with bleach because she's sitting with her legs open wearing a skirt. He's like, that's not ladylike. Keep your legs closed. Like, what? Get out of here. Like, who are you? Yeah. Let me live my life. And that. so I don't think on the flip side, that's not called for. Yes, the, pe- the men are taking up more space with their legs spread, and I guess they feel that's their prerogative, and to an extent it is. But it's... Mm, see, no, that's what like I was I said, talking about It's earlier. all about context. Obviously, if there are you, more seats, you in have place. to be respectful when, oh, yeah. when you're doing it. That's the bottom because, line. Because again, you do have 
like a pair of balls in the middle of your legs. So you have to be respectful. Uh, well, both sides have to be respectful. Uh, the, the female side has to understand that we have these things in the middle of our legs and we're not just going to grab them, put them in, in our pockets. And, you know, once we're done with the public transportation, we put it back on. So you have to understand that. But we also have to be respectful as we are in public transportation. All right. So we have to live, you know, we have to coexist. There's no need for us to go against each other. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, we all we do coexist in a space and just being as polite and courteous as possible is paramount. But, you know, you always have those people who decide they want to be rebels when it comes to those situations. And I think that's what the the uh, vendetta against man spreading is about. It's those people that decide that they just want to take up space regardless of who's in it. And people are just expected to let it happen. So I think her, on the far end of the spectrum, her reaction was more out of frustration and saying, why do men get away with this kind of stuff? I'm going to show them that that's not true. But I think her, the way she went about it was uncouth and it was irrational. You don't assault people. It's, it's assault. Yeah, it's it, assault. It's, it's assault. There are other ways to address this, but there's so much tension right now surrounding situations just like that, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> After I saw the video, I was legitimately thinking to myself, how would I approach this if it ever happened to me? Like, how? what, what exactly would I do to this person if she ever did this to me? I'm not going to hit her because I don't hate women. I don't assault women in any way, shape, or form physically, unless asked to, but that's another, that's consensual. But I'm not going to do anything, but I would probably, I don't know, I don't. I legit don't know what I would do to her, but I would be fucking angry and I would be insanely fucking mad because you're not expecting that. So you're just like, dude, I mean, what? You're pouring bleach on me? Like, uh, I like these pants. You're going to buy me a new pair of pants now <laughs> that you just ruined these? What, what's going to happen here? Yeah, I think that would be the natural course of action, that she should be required to pay for these men's clothing. It's, you don't, again, you're, you don't do so that. So when she pours the bleach on the people, is she saying she is she saying she's doing it for the sole purpose of, like, ruining their, like, is she like playing it off? Oh, I was just trying to ruin their clothes because you don't just pour a chemical on someone without the intent of trying to physically hurt them. Like no matter what they say, I, I feel like the underlying thing is that she was trying to hurt them, but like play it off as like, oh, I'm just trying to mess up their clothes. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, the video is the video. The video is very cut, so all you see is her pouring uh the basically the, the bleach and the camera films it and then the, the the guys get up and the altercations and and the predicaments that happen afterwards there's nothing to be seen because i bet some dude actually slaps her in the face and, or some someone actually goes crazy on her so maybe they didn't want to show that on facebook uh but <laughs> again it would be justified to a certain Jeez. extent. I don't agree with hitting women again, but it would be justified with, to a certain extent because this, I'm sorry for saying this word, but this literal bitch is a fucking supremacist and she's a feminazi. Yeah, agreed. No, uh, well, again, we're not going to use that yeah. term because it has nothing to do with feminism. She is out of her mind and has, she... <laughs> 
is entitled and she needs to go reevaluate her priorities. That is not going to develop any sense of understanding or equality within the relations between men and women. In fact, that's going to ignite further conflict because now men are going to be like, well, what? Is some girl just going to come up and randomly like hit me because she doesn't like And again, I, the purpose of feminism is to achieve some understanding of equity, not necessarily mm-hmm. equality because we are not equal in many realms. Biologically, we're not the same. Developmentally, we're not the same. Even in our accomplishments and how we go about living our life through the fault of development or society, we are not the same. And that needs to be understood. We have strengths in certain areas and we have, we need to be based on equity. What works well for us and how can we achieve that? Here's the thing. I'm okay with the fight for equality. I'm okay with the fight that women want to have you know, the same rights as, as men have. Now, what I'm not against is the literal fight for supremacy that has been happening lately. With this whole, the internet allows for so much shit to come out and just be expressed and be all of that shit that all of this, like, the, 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 the uh, what's it called? Uh, what were those people... Um, it's the conservatives and what's the other term? Liberal. Liberal. Yeah, exactly. Some people are like, again, you can't have 50 on one side and then 90 on the other side. That doesn't balance out. So you can have 50, 50. So you can have liberals, but to have liberals, you you need conservatives because if you don't have conservatives, how the fuck are you going to have liberals if there's nothing else to f- to fight them, to be against them? I, I, does that does that make any sense whatsoever? Yeah, it's kind of like the f- there's balance to everything. You have to have exactly. an opposition at some point. Exactly. If there's no negative, how how can you tell something's positive? Mm-hmm. If there's no if there's no no pain, how can you tell what pleasure is or some shit like that? I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there but that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) without conservatives how can you have liberals and these liberals also i feel like a lot of these women and that's why i'm talking about this i feel like a lot of these women are extreme liberals and they need to be stopped they need to be stopped because listen stop fighting for supremacy we're trying to coexist we're not trying to fight each other we're not trying to come up with a fucking you know, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to live the, the Amazons up there with the Wonder Woman and all of that shit fighting men just because, all right? <laughs> we're, we're trying to coexist. <laughs> There's a whole history behind that too, but that's a story for another time. All right. Anyways, moving on. I, I, I've, I feel great now that I've gotten this out of my chest, honestly. I really... <laughs> <laughs> wanted to get this out of my chest. I've been holding it in. I, th- I think I saw this video like two days ago and I've been holding it in and I wanted to get it out and I've done it. <laughs> so I feel great. Now, Dice, bring us your topics. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so earlier, um, before we started recording, uh, 
I was listening to my sisters fighting and uh, they were hitting each other and stuff. So it got me thinking about um, a form of parenting that I was reading about, I think, in school last year. And it's called free range parenting, where it's essentially you let your child raise themselves. And um, uh, free range parenting can be seen as like a, a radical form of uh, raising your child. So essentially, it's kind of like your your child has full independence. We're like, they walk themselves to school. They take themselves to the park. They, you give them money. They buy their own stuff. Like they have full independence over whatever they do. But a lot of people see it as being like a careless parent and kind of reckless if you're letting your kid, you know, be by themselves for that long. So what do you guys think of that? Do you see that as like uh, a liable form of, you know, parenting? I'll let Miss Nomer go first on this one. Ooh, well, I, I'm going to start by saying this disclaimer i don't know very much about free-range parenting uh so i'm gonna have to do some research after this talk but i would like to say my initial impression of it is not constructive to the development of children again i am not a parent myself i'm merely making it based on observations and extensive experience with children and studying children <laughs> So when it comes to the developments of children, they learn by playing and they learn by doing. So ex leading by example, they look to when it comes to their parents. So if the parent is saying, here, I'm going to give you some money to get some have at it. If this child has never seen their parent or essentially been coached by their parent to, with what to do with that money, they're going to do what they've learned to do like say if they've watched a tv show and they learn from tv that when kids get money they go and buy toys or they go and buy candy or just spend money on things that are not necessarily constructive to their overall development that's the direction they're going to go in again children learn by doing so watching television playing with their friends and looking at adults is how they develop skills that they'll hone as they get older so giving a child free reign of their own development could possibly be detrimental, again, depending on the child. So I, overall, I don't agree with it because I feel children need more structure. Um, and yeah, they need mm -hmm. more structure. I don't, I don't like that. Hmm. Okay, so basically what you said is true. And there, there was this video uh, from Neil deGrasse Tyson, the grass, however it's pronounced. But, you know, the, the guy that does the whole uh, universal I like um, him. I like studies him and stuff like that on, I think it's National Geographic or Odyssey or something like that. But basically, he has a video where he says, every, our kids are born scientists. Why? Because they keep exploring. They try to learn things on their own, right? And basically, I can see why free-range parenting would be cool. But again, like Miss Thomas said, I think some structure is needed, of course. But not to the point of, like, being overprotective towards your kids. Let them get dirty. Let them get fucking messy. Let them hurt themselves as long as they're not, you know, putting forks inside of um, plugs. As long as they're not, <laughs> you know, trying out chainsaws on their arms. You know, that's, I think it's all right. Just let them go into the mm -hmm. nature, explore by themselves. When I was a kid, I was always outside. I was constantly outside. I was never inside. I barely was standing home. 
or sitting home or whatever. I had consoles, I had all of that shit, but I wanted to be outside. It was better. It was cooler. It was more healthy. It was more interesting because we were exploring every bug on the ground. We would pick it up and we would explore the bugs and analyze the bugs like, whoa, what is this bug? Wow, it's so cool. Look how it walks and <laughs> crawls and shit like that. And playing football or for you American soccer. But we were always doing activities outside, even if it was just like throwing water balloons at each other during Halloween or during uh, Carnival, which it's kind of something that we have over here. I don't think you guys have it over there. It's, it's kind of like a South American and uh, it's actually it's a Brazilian thing that we got it. We got it as well. But basically, yeah, what I'm saying is let your kids explore, let your kids find out things on their own because that's how they're going to learn. It's not by, oh, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't play with that. If it's not dangerous, then what's the problem with the kid playing with that? Just let them play with that shit. Let them find out what, you know, and, and some things that may hurt them, let them play with it as well. If they get hurt, they're going to go at you crying. Hey, I hurt myself. Well, yeah, no shit. You shouldn't have been playing with that. Well, <laughs> you just learned something. <laughs> you know? That's my opinion. So, um, yeah, no, I get you. So, uh, also, um, another really famous free-range parent got in trouble because uh, she admitted to leaving her kid alone for hours in public places. So she'd be like, oh, I have to go to work. I'm going to drop my kid off at the park and leave him there until I'm done with work. Or I'm going to do shopping. I'm going to leave my kid uh, this section of the mall, and I'm not going to see them again until I'm done doing what I have to do. So a lot of people thought there was an issue with safety if you're leaving your kid in public places. Is that... Does that aspect of free-range parenting uh, throw you guys off in regards to it being more uh, acceptable? <laughs> or First of all, what the hell? Yeah, like, what? Okay, I can understand if your kid is a teenager and you're like, okay, uh, yeah, go look at the store. We'll meet back here in three hours. Uh, like, but how old are these children? I mean, obviously, if you're taking them to a playground, they've got to be somewhere within five to eight Maybe, but no, no, that is blatant neglect. You don't leave a child unsupervised for hours on end. No, like what? Especially in public places, they could be getting kidnapped. Exactly. Like who? And abused. There are such things as child predators out there that wait and lurk and prey on children who don't have parents supervising them. If you're going all the way to work, I don't even know where your job is, but you're, you're going away to work and your child's just in a playground. Not even that you're asking the fellow parents to keep an eye on your kid, because that's pretty irresponsible too. But it no, don't leave your kids. They are your responsibility to look after and care for. You don't just leave them to their own devices. Like, th okay, that, that hit a nerve. I don't like that. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty dumb of them, honestly. Um, kids are just like to, well, first of all, it's the deal with the people that could be sexual predators or child predators or whatever. Uh, and then it's the fact that kid, if it's a child, if it's children, they're annoying as fuck. Okay. So they're just like fucking <laughs> running around exploring shit and annoying people. 
shit is this? Come get your kid. <laughs> yeah, get get the kid uh, fucking away from me. I'm, t I'm I don't want to fucking. I'm not making them so that I don't raise them. You fucking putting them right here so that I've like, get out of here, dude. Oh god! Wait, wait. I have a story. So this kind of reminds me of back when I was in college, and my summer job was lifeguard. My first year of lifeguarding, I was one of the most nervous and anxious lifeguards you could ever meet because I was terrified of a child drowning on my watch. I wouldn't let it happen. So every time I saw a kid getting too close to the deep end, I'd be blowing my whistle like crazy and getting them and like waving, going crazy. But you know, the longer I lifeguarded, the more relaxed I became because obviously there were other lifeguards. But one of my biggest pet peeves was when parents would bring their kids to the pool and then just leave them or go bring their kids to the pool and go to the other end of the pool. And I'm like, I am not your babysitter. There are 25 children in this pool and I have to watch every one of them. Huh? <laughs> because I'm the most awesome lifeguard in the world. And I can make sure your children are safe. <laughs> but that's not my job. I'm here to save lives. <laughs> not babysit your kids. So come watch just... them. <laughs> when he said a lifeguard, I just remember Baywatch. I mean, that's basically uh, how it that. is. I had to Oh, God. Oh, I hated that. Because you'd have, like, the... I will never forget there's this one kid. He was a really, really chubby child who's like, he looked like a ball. And he was in the All one right. foot. All right, okay. Deep. Wait, no, All he was right. in the one foot deep water. He was like five. And he okay. face planted in the water, but couldn't turn himself over. So <laughs> oh. he, was, he was drowning <laughs> because he couldn't turn himself over to get his face out of the water. And I watched it happen, and I'm like, oh my god, nobody else sees That's this. That's a true American brother, no, hell no, yeah. Nobody else sees this. So me and the other lifeguard kind of <laughs> looked at each other, and I jumped in the water and tried to roll him over, but he was too heavy for me to roll over. So then I had to get the other lifeguard to help me <gasps> to roll this child face up. Mind you, his parent was on the other side of the <laughs> fence, and they came running in, oh my god, is he? Like, no. No, he's not. <laughs> Look after your kid. Here's how, here's how I imagine this. <laughs> Keep telling this story, please. So I was just so frustrated because I'm like, why is <laughs> Exactly. Like this kid's just <laughs> flailing in the water, face down, and nobody else is like looking at him. And I'm like, you don't see this? Nobody? All right, fine. Let's get him. And the parent comes in after everything is over, like worried and crap. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Get out. Go. I can't. I can't watch this one child and there are 24 <laughs> other ones. Stop it. <laughs> oh my just, I was picturing the whole thing. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. That's how it felt. Uh, okay, well, did you just fat shame fat people? I don't know how you manage to work with kids. <laughs> I'm not fat shaming. I'm saying if this child doesn't have enough strength to push himself face forward in one foot of water there's a problem that's that's true oh shit um right yeah that's 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 quite something <laughs> um all right well that was an interesting comedic moment thank you for that it was a good story huh kudos <laughs> all right anything to add dice cool to your subject 
Uh, no, I think we covered it. I feel really bad for Miss Nomer that she had to work with kids, though. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, I'm not doing it again. I yell at kids. I'm not. Well, doing how it. do you work with yourself then, Dice <laughs> Raccoon? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a legal like, adult now. I'm a, I'm a legal adult. Yes, those so, of you listening, she is a legal adult. Gosh like, uh, darn it. I, I put up with myself. All right. That was just like a uh, joke. All right. Anyways, uh, Miss Number, do you want to keep with your topics? Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to do, we're going to go back around mm. in back to uh, <laughs> 1958. Yes. When sexual no? assault ran in the streets. Oh, if shit. So I was kind of right. Because, like, in 1958, like, Women were pretty much abused. Exactly. If I could see your ankles, you're asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) In 2018, we seem to have a continuing issue that even though we've achieved so much in the realm Mm. of success and just moving forward culturally, we still seem to think that women are not on the same tier as men. And with that said, sexual assault runs rampant. You go to a bar, you order a drink, and a man approaches you. Well, hey there, sweet cheeks, it seems you're drinking something. Do you want to come home with me? And the girl says, no, I'm fine, thank you, I'm here with my ladies. And he says, no, no, it's fine. Get over here! <laughs> exactly. And at some, point, <laughs> at some point in the night... There may be, unfortunately, a roofie slipped into her drink. Or maybe what follows her to the bathroom. Oh my. <laughs> maybe her, she goes to the bathroom by herself and she's had one too many. Can't stand up straight. And this is a prevalent issue that we are dealing with. Now, on a serious <laughs> note, as you all know, uh, this is something that we women have to deal with on a daily basis. Either, you know, the advanced, unwanted advances of men, uh, turning them down, or even in the workplace where we're propositioned and can't exactly say anything about it for fear of losing our jobs and our potential career paths. So I'd like to know your opinions on this. All right. Uh, okay, I can talk as a man. Uh, do you want to go first, Dice, or what? Oh, you can go first. Yeah, let's hear your, uh, your man view. All right, so as a man, I can say this. I fucking hate all of those idiots that do that sort of shit. I was raised upon respecting women in any way, shape, or form. Now, obviously, there has to be mutual respect, but that's a human being thing. It has nothing to do with genders or anything. It's a total human being thing. If you don't respect me, I don't care if you're a female, a male, or whatever other 1,200, you know, fucking genders out there that technically aren't, <laughs> you know, mental diseases and shit. Like but, uh, you know, technically, yeah, I don't care what you are or what you identify as. If you don't respect me, I will not respect you in any way, shape or form either. Right. So it is a matter of respect. That's just a human being thing. Now, about the sexual advancements and the sexual assault and thing, I, I don't understand. But in my mind, when I think of these people, all I see is sexual, fr- sexually frustrated individuals who cannot get it with anyone else unless they 
assault them. Unless they're all there. Unless they are doing it in a forced manner, they're not getting any lucky, right? And then it could also be people that are addicted to it because, again, sex feels good. And just like smoking a few joints or just like hitting a snort of cocaine or some shit like that, it's going to be addictive. It is addictive. Uh, and I, I dare anybody w with the meme, sex is addictive, change my mind. I mean, you're not wrong. There is an addiction for that. Mm. I rest my case. Dice, what do you think? Oh, well, uh, as a, a young lady myself... You know, stuff like that's always a really big concern for me. Like, were you not a thug? Especially just like because a few I'm super ago. angsty and stuff. So I like to go outside. Of <laughs> thugs, thugs get scared too. You know, thugs do not like sexual assault or know. harassment. Any thug can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, thugs aren't for that. So, um, as someone who turns up in uh, full sense twenty four seven, stuff like that is scary to me um luckily i live in a, a relatively like tame part of united states you know california so at the times i have like nothing bad but like you know like the generic like cat calling that most young ladies get has always been pretty tame and stuff um i think the worst i've ever got it is when i went to new york and i had random guys just stopping me and telling me stuff in order it was always really dumb stuff too like hey like little mama like those shoes those shoes, beautiful, beautiful on you. Or like, what? I've had people stop and like try to touch my hair and stuff and ask me if my, my hair is real. Because I don't know if y'all know, but I have like, like really long hair. So, Good lord. I guess that's kind of the worst that it's ever. But I think the worst thing about it, though, is like when I'm with my friends and then no one tries to stick up for me when it happens. Because I'm chilling with the dudes and stuff, and, like, we've been out eating, and I've had, like, a bunch of, like, grody-ass guys be like, Bleh. and, like, I can only say so much, you know? And then I, I look up, and I'm like, well, why didn't you kind of stick up for me? And they're like, oh, like, it didn't seem that bad. I don't know what you're getting all twisted up about. And I'm like, oh. So, I don't know. Maybe, what, I feel like just, what identifies it's as hard a for people to understand sometimes, unless it's them, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I completely understand that. I'll tell you a story uh, later. But what are you saying, yeah, Apollyon? What 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 you, what exactly is a grody guy to, to you? Any guy who like who just won't respect, or who's like purposely going out of his way to like turn me as a person into more of like a sexual object or something for them to like, you know, when I stop becoming. I mean, dice, and I start becoming, oh, just a hot girl that he can, you know, like, in a way, talk down to, because I don't like the whole doggy talk where he's like, oh, whoa, 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 beautiful, boo. You know, talk to me like a person, you know? Yeah, right. I, uh, I can see that. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. So, well, let me... physically, I'm a grody guy, but uh, mentally, what, I'm, Wait, what's I'm your definition of grody? You're not grody. You're totally metal. Yeah, dude, I bet I'm not. 
Uh, what do you, what do you, what are you, you going to say? What's my definition of grody? As in women yeah. or? No, no. As in like, if you were to describe, like, what do you think grody is? Because that was Dice's Well, unless the first time I, I saw that word was yesterday or two days ago when you said mayo was grody. And I looked it up and I saw that it's like disgusting and shit. <laughs> so that was the first time I've ever seen that word in my life. So. I, oh, I learned okay. something there. Right. But what exactly do you want me to say was grody besides like. ketchup and uh, <laughs> mustard? <laughs> For the viewers and listeners, we tend to have very fun conversations outside of the podcast. So, yes, we, we know each other's opinions on <laughs> mustard, honey mustard, mayo, and ketchup. But yes, when it come comes to the Discord to find out. I like ketchup. It's pretty hilarious. But um, <laughs> so describe a grody person, either physically or their mental state or the way they present themselves to others. Uh, OK, so. All right. Well, for this can me, be man or woman, by the way. Right. Well, for me, yeah, physically, yeah. a grody person could be, for instance, if they don't look up to the like what's this what's the term here if they don't take care of themselves so they like the hygiene is lacking yes and not 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 just they could shower and shit like that but they might not look like they showered you know what i mean like they <laughs> shower just for the you know just for the sake of not smelling bad at one mile away but they still look like shit basically I see. Uh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think <laughs> for like mentally grody people would be something like a dude who has no like they don't give a fuck about anybody. Like, uh, for example, someone who just approaches you has no concerns or whatsoever they just approach you even if you're with your friends or some shit and they just go like hey dude what's up man how you doing yeah 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 this and that and that like listen okay you can talk to me but right now i'm with my friends so i would appreciate some respect and whenever i can if you find me at another situation just say hello or some shit like that but Curly, I'm sitting down with my friends. You can come and shake my hand if you want to, but that's it. Just go back to your whatever the fuck you're doing. And, uh, you know, whenever there's another situation for us to chat or whatever, we're going to go into it. But right now, dude, just leave me at the fuck alone. So I think uh, I would consider a grody person someone who just completely disregards the fact that you are possibly sitting with your friends or... Maybe you don't even, maybe you just don't want to talk to anybody. You just want to be left alone and you just want to be left there and just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So that's, that's my opinion. Uh, Both men and women. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. All right, I have a story, guys. It's story time. Mm -hmm. Oh, story time. <laughs> so basically, um, <laughs> now I consider myself, I think one of my most prominent memories are as just acknowledging the fact that I have to change the way I present myself to avoid trouble when it comes to sexual unwanted sexual advances was when I was 12. 
13. And basically as a child, like if I was allowed to go to the store by myself or, you know, to my grandparents' house that was in the same neighborhood, walking there, I would always have a really carefree, smiley face. And it got to the point where someone told me that I can't, I shouldn't do that when I'm walking down the street because I look like a target. Like my happy-go-lucky and open disposition was inviting people to approach me. And I consider myself to be a pretty, yeah, yeah. I consider myself to be a pretty approachable person, but there's a difference between me just enjoying life and then me like looking you in your face and saying, hey, come with me. And none of those things were apparent, at least to my perspective. But I learned... Let me just add something. If, if, for instance, I'm at a bar and I'm having a drink by myself and I look around and there's a girl that looks back at me and they smile at me, but it's just a smile, I'm going to disregard it. It can't mean anything. But if there's a look, there's a certain expression in the look and the smile might be like a little bit you know, more uh, suggestive, then I might take that as into an, invi- an invitation to do some advancement. But if it's just like, oh, she smiled at me, what's up? That's it. Exactly. And you know that when, if you decide to approach because you think you've gotten that kind of smile and you say, hey, how are you? The girl will either tell you, oh, hi, and like engage you, or she'll look at you kind of like, oh, uh, and then tell you, like, I'm, you know, I'm just here having a drink. She'll, most women will politely decline. And then you'll say, oh, my mistake, and then walk away. Like, that's, yeah. the, that is a respectful exchange in that situation. But as far as 12-year-old me, walking down the street and having a very happy an invitation for people to approach me and attempt to speak with me. And this included older men. Who would come and try to, you know, get my name and say, hey, where are you going, pretty girl? And I'll just, you know, and to me at the time, I didn't know any better. I'm thinking this is an adult and this is a person, you know, wants to make sure that I'm okay. So they come up and ask me, hey, pretty girl, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, just going to the store. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, you know, I like what I like that dress. You're looking really pretty. And uh, (laughs) I remember this. And to it felt weird then, and as a 27-year-old, it's even weirder now. But even as an adult, the same kind of situation happen. I'm walking down the street, but now I have a resting bitch face, which is meant to ward off people because I've learned smiling <laughs> means come talk to me. Resting bitch face means I may or may not be interested, so don't look in my direction. And so depending on how I look, sometimes it'll through. And that's when people will try to come up. And Actually, like, that would be probably, probably invitational to me. Like, oh, shit, she's looking <laughs> bad at me. Like, wow, what's up? You know what I hate the most is like, oh, like when you're purposely doing the resting bitch face so no one comes up and talks to you, but they still come up and they're like, why don't you smile? Like, you'd be so much more pretty if you smiled. Oh, you're like, <laughs> and then I, oh, like I'm I, doing I, this on purpose. 
I that shit up for me so many times. Holy oh. shit. See, and I learned to make the most obnoxious <laughs> face I can think of when that happens. Because I'm kind of like, oh, really? You want to see all of my teeth? Because I've got a lot. You want to see them? I'm like, it's. I'm it's, missing one. Really? What happened? I want to know this story. Hold on. Let's, I don't take, know. let's take a break. How did Apollyon lose a tooth? I don't know. It's interesting. I was in a refinery working and it just fell. What the heck? That's, no, <laughs> yeah, like no warning, it. no pain, no. No, nothing. <laughs> that was pretty uh, much it. Oh, uh, I'm missing a tooth. Are you? What happened to your? I'm tooth? missing a tooth too. The the dent. The dentist pulled it out. Was it rotten? What happened oh, to what it? What a motherfucker! That's why I don't go I to the dentist. I think so. I think so. I got it pulled out when I was younger. And and they hella nanaed me, so now I'm just like, it's in the back. It's like, it's a tooth in the very back. So like, oh, I'm not okay. tripping, but like. You can't even tell unless I like pull my face back for you to see, but like, <laughs> yeah. like an alien. I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of a face. thug. I, I'm, I lost it too. <laughs> okay, well, I guess yeah, I'm mine is not in the front. It's not right in the front. I don't look like a, I don't look like a, a crackhead or anything. <laughs> see, but that's the how thing, could I a think... crackhead be fat? Let's be honest. I think, oh lord, that's that's like a physiological and biological question good lord but I, I was gonna say something yeah I, I remember what i was gonna say so you said that you know you know nowadays you go with a resting bitch face and when you were younger you used to smile and stuff and i think i also said like if i do see a girl smiling at me and if there's not a specific look or a specific expression in her face when you're looking at me and maybe a specific smile i don't really take that as nothing but i also been very bad many times at misreading and i can say that i've lost opportunities because of that because i'm i'm, I'm horrible at reading that sort of shit so sometimes i'm thinking and eh, they're not interested and they're actually fucking interested so what, what as as girls what could i possibly do to fucking prevent this from happening in the future. Uh, well, I mean, are, were you interested in them? Yeah, probably, I don't know. If I, if I was well, drunk. See, maybe. I mean, you know what? But I mean, if you're not initially interested in them and they're trying to make advances and then you miss out on it, I don't really think that's a loss because in my opinion, I'm a pretty straightforward person. Like, you're going to know if I like you. I have no trouble walking up to you and saying, hey, um, I like you. Let's get a drink, and they'll be like, "Whoa, okay." Um, That's sure. so cool. You look so cool. Probably be like, like uh, "What's forward. coming out of this? What's the catch?" Here? <laughs> I, I try to be as transparent as possible because I want people to understand. There, if you have a question, ask it. I will answer it freely. I don't want there to be a mis miscommunication or misunderstanding. I would probably be like, "What's the catch here? What What are you trying to do, huh?" I don't have money. I don't have. <laughs> what's the I'd catch? Probably be like, I would be skeptical as fuck. Like, what's going at, on? At you the end of your guys' drink session, you you put your hand in your pocket and your wallet's gone, and then I just smile and oh. walk out. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like I, I, as a guy, I can understand where the difficulty comes into play with trying to read signs from women, especially now. Um, I really do think people should mean what they say and say what they mean at all times because this ambiguity is confusing and it causes a 
problems than it should. So if you like someone, fuck, tell them you like them. Hey, uh, I like you. Let's you go do something. You're not really ruin it for us, honestly. You? Why would it ruin it? Because it's all the fucking you. You go on on you go online and you have online dating, which honestly I think it's bullshit. It sucks. It is like you're picking people like if they're fucking toys in a bag, and that's stupid. Like no, you're supposed like I'm I'm old fashioned. All right, I'm old fashioned. I've met women on the internet, sure. I've met with them in person, sure. But I prefer the old method of going to the bar or being in a festival, a festival, being in a party, being in whatever, and just tr exchanging looks. And sometimes, you know, a little further goes into that. And, uh, you know, maybe you become a couple. Now, granted, if you meet in while playing a video game, which, you know, a lot of couples actually started because of World of Warcraft and all these online games and shit like that. That I'm okay with, because that's technically not, it is online dating, but it is not really like the online dating that it became. And then the other thing is that because it's online, you're not face to face, so it's a lot easy to fucking say whatever you want, when in reality, face to face, you probably wouldn't say it. So I, I have sort of a problem with the whole online dating thing. Okay, so I think I know. It's... I I get that there is an appeal to the chase. Like, it's the what if, what, not the what if, it's the will they, won't they kind of approach when you're in a bar. I'm going to use the bar example. I guess that's where a lot of people meet each other. I don't know. I don't it's go not to really a like chase, that. though. What, I, what I'm talking about, it's not like you go to a bar and you go with the specific intention of hooking up. You yeah, go to no, a bar no. to have drinks, and if things happen, cool. If not, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, if you're at a bar, maybe you go with a couple of friends just to hang out, and there just so happens to be a couple of ladies there that are there just to hang out, and then you lock eyes with the girl across the bar oh. and approach her, right. because that's what society dictates, is that the guy goes up first, and he says, hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? And she says, well, I'm already drinking. He's like, well, I buy you another one. Let's talk. And they sit and have a conversation and see where the night goes. And, like, that's fine. <laughs> like, I have no problem with interactions like that because you're just feeling each other out, seeing where they are. I thought you were attractive mm -hmm. initially, so let me see where your head is. Or if not, I just saw you. I thought you were attractive. You might be a good lay. I don't know how people think. But, like, it could go anywhere from that point. Now, it gets crazy when this girl ends up deciding maybe she doesn't want to continue this conversation anymore. And is like, okay, I'm going to go. And the guy's like, no, come on. We just started talking. You know, your drink's still coming. Uh, and like, it's that coercion that starts to happen where she's made it pretty clear that she's like, you know, I'm not feeling really. And the guy's like, well, I am. Let's keep going. Like, that's when it gets weird and starts to bother me. And then, goodness that's forbid... sexual assault. That is, like, that's sexual assault. If one person wants it and the other one doesn't, that's... Don't do it. Like, stop. You both have to be on board, okay? You can't just let one person do all the talking and leading. That's not how partnerships or exchanges work. That's called theft. That's stealing. You're stealing this person's time. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like and I think... <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> but I think it, that's where the misconception comes into play is guys are like, 
many men are like, this is, you know, this is what we do doing. And it's like, yeah, and that's wrong. No, don't do that. It's okay to admit that what you've been doing is wrong. And it's okay to change the way you think in light of new evidence. We know that this makes people uncomfortable. So let's not do this anymore. Just stop. Stop it. Yeah, I don't think men will do that ever, though. Unfortunately, because sexual frustration is, it hits men too hard. It's like, they just, they just feel the necessity to fucking do that sort of shit. I mean, you don't think women feel the same thing? There's such thing as... I mean, uh, yeah, but it's a lot easier for you than it is for us, honestly. To, at least to, to sort of like get off with the necessity of another person. When I say it's easier, I mean, obviously it's easier for a dude to just like spank the monkey um, and just, you know, let it spit all over the place or <laughs> oh, okay. all over the, the tissues or whatever. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Both muted and shit. Ew. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you don't do it. Yeah, you don't do it at the age of 18. Yeah. But... <laughs> The thing is, you have a lot more fucking toys to do that sort of shit. That's the reality. You guys do too. Oh, what do you mean? What on my hand? No, they're actually. So, have you heard of the fleshlight? Oh my gosh. And, but wait, they're also molds. You can. Latex make it one molds. yourself out of like sponges and stuff. I knew you were about to say yeah, that. Yeah, I can no. also use my hand, which is a lot cheaper and <laughs> a lot better. The, the market is open. Obviously, that the, the toy industry is more geared toward women as a me. There is a whole history behind that that I don't want to get into right now. That's a talk for another time. But um, when it comes to, you know, catering to men's needs as well, there are toys that are geared toward men to help with various things. It's just a matter of women. Right, to there research. are. But what I'm saying is it's a lot more. There's a lot more for you to use. There's all kinds of vibrators. There are vibrators that go like on four holes at the same time. Looks like an alien from the hentai universe or some <laughs> shit. It's like, four holes? Where are the I'm other two exa- holes at? I am just exaggerating. It is not... Does it tear, does it tear new holes for you? <laughs> It possibly exists somewhere. Some weirdo actually created that, but it, I'm obviously just exaggerating. Oh my but god! But the point is, there's a lot more stuff for you women than it is for dudes. But you know, it is oh. a lot easier for us as well to just spank it. That's true. I mean, also the pornography industry is more geared toward men too. It's based. The demographic is more well-rounded in that respect. And also, just the appeal is different for men than it is for women. Again, another topic for But I, I get it. It's, it's, uh, this is a multifaceted issue, and it's not something to cover in just one discussion. So I'm hoping we can talk more about this in another episode. Hell yeah. Anyways, continue with the topics. Uh, after dark. Oh. What? Maze of thoughts, Maze of thoughts after dark. <laughs> oh right! I wish we could stream actually to talk about those things. But anyway, whatever. Anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, next topic. Moving on. So Blizzard released a tweet on Twitter, obviously, saying that World of Warcraft Classic will be demoed at BlizzCon 2018. 
Now, as someone who started playing World of Warcraft when I was 15 or 16, uh, 16, maybe 15, 16, whatever. But when I started playing World of Warcraft, it was in 2006 when the Burning Crusade was basically launched. And that's when I started playing because of my neighbor that lived in front of me. And I have so many fucking memories. I have so many nostalgic moments. Every time I got back to World of Warcraft, ever since my first time dropping out of it, then I didn't play throughout the, the Wrath of the Lich King. I didn't play... I played the the pandas, and I... I uh, hold on. I played Cataclysm, then I played the pandas, and then I played the Draenor, and I haven't played since so i didn't play legion and i didn't play bfa now every time i got back to the game so when i got back to cataclysm when i got back to the pandas when i got back to Draenor, i always went to the areas and the regions of the game of the maps that i've had nostalgic feelings in so shathrat i remember being there and the Savany Elite Chief Torn thing, whatever band it's called. I uh, remember them playing there. They had the whole programming thing and they, they basically placed the stage and everything. And that was the Savany Elite Chief Torn playing and like the whole things and it was super awesome. And then there was uh, also like Dark Moon Fair and, and this and that and that. So uh not just that but going through the the undead sp like starting zone and going through all of these things and remembering the good old times and going through under city and tears fall glades and just like picking my first zeppelin i'm getting into a bunch of fucking moments and memories here but it was awesome and i feel like the the whole reason why they're launching uh, World, of War War World of Warcraft Classic is specifically to attend the needs of these people that still play World of Warcraft, that they prefer the old, difficult way of playing World of Warcraft. Because if you followed World of Warcraft's progression, you will know that it used to be a lot more difficult back in the day. Uh, for example, I started as a warlock to the only... The only summon that you got for free was the Imp, then you the Void Walker, you needed a chain quest, Succubus, a, a quest chain or chain of quests, whatever. Um, Fell Hunter, same thing. Then you got your mount, chain of quests. Then you would get your Fell Guard, chain of quests. Then the Epic Mount, again, chain of quests. And not only that, but you also needed you also needed to talk to people. You needed to socialize. You needed to ask for help for certain these for certain chains of these quests. So it was awesome, and I loved it. And I hope that and the whole reason why I'm mentioning this is in case any of you are interested in this whole uh, thing for for World of Warcraft Classic, of course, but. Mainly, what is the speculation for the payment methods of World of Warcraft Classic? Because personally, I think it, it's going to be either a subscription-based, uh, so basically like a mixed subscription. So once you, once you subscribe to World of Warcraft account, you can either go to BFA or you can go to World of Warcraft Classic servers. Or I wish they would make it just like a buy to play 
sort of deal because uh, you know it's just like would be a World of Warcraft classic where it's kind of like Guild Wars 2 world where it's a buy to pay a buy to play game and they keep upgrading and everything I don't know what do you guys think about this to be honest I have never been a part of the scene Oops, can you okay yeah I've never been a part of the World of Warcraft scene so I'm not very well versed in this so I'll let you guys discuss this one you yeah, really? I think I'm too young for World of Warcraft 2. It's, is it similar to League, <laughs> where it's just like... <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, it was your adults with. talking about it, but like, I think I might be too young My for goodness. it. <sighs> no, okay, it's not well, like League? Am I like really off? It is. No, no, no. You're... <laughs> no, it is not like League. At all, it is a <laughs> it is an MMORPG, oh. a massive multiplayer online role playing game. League is a MOBA, a massive online battle arena. Now, the thing about War okay. World of Warcraft was for mainly for people who loved Warcraft one, two, and three, and then they came up. So basically, World Warcraft was a universe where you had uh, you know, we had basically a side, kind of like StarCraft, it was a strategy game, but then they decided to create their own MMORPG, and once the game was released, it was a massive hit, especially with the Burning Crusade, because they introduced so many new things and all of that, and uh, they started getting millions and millions and millions of people playing the game, pay paying a monthly subscription, and I know people... I have friends who have been playing that game since it got released in 2004. So they have been paying a monthly subscription of that game for 12 years. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money that they have been spending. But then again, I mean, instead of possibly buying two packs of cigarettes or three packs of cigarettes, you play a game. So I guess it's fair. But yeah, World of Warcraft was... I mean, it was its, its own world. I don't know how to explain it to you. I mean... Have you ever played Guild Wars? Have you ever seen Guild Wars or something like that? Or uh, what's another MMORPG that would be relatable to it? I don't even know. Help me, Miss Number, please. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, one that's relatable to that would no, not even. Oh man, <laughs> I was gonna say um, Unreal Tournament, but no, that's not the same thing. Oh, no, 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 that's a completely different genre. No, I don't know. I I can't think of one that's comparable to world. Like that's it's in its own realm, I think. Like there's there's a whole bunch of MMORPGs out there, but Oh, see, that's uh, not World my... of Warcraft obviously took it the took the flag and just they got the flag up there and never no one ever managed to take the flag out of there. That's the whole Blizzard thing. They've always made games that with a, a huge longevity. I mean, people to this day still dedicate themselves like hours upon hours upon hours of playing Diablo 3. Okay, and well, I guess, yeah, like that would... Games where people are really immersed and it has a large um, online component, I guess that would be really, for me, the only equivalent because, again, I'm not a part of that scene. So I'm still... How are you 27 years old and you're not part of the World of Warcraft dealio? Huh? I missed it. Like, I missed the boat. I don't know. 
Jeez, you have not lived. <laughs> One day lady. I want to, but you know what? You know what game? Um, you know, you know what game I like? What game? I, I like the games that are on those really sketch the, those games that are on like the really sketch websites or like on Newgrounds where it's like play this game and in, in come in ten seconds and, and it's like the picture of like the anime girl and stuff and it's like a really shitty flash game. I like playing those ones. <laughs> I know those. Oh my god, I went through all. And then when I'm done, when I'm done, my computer has a bunch of viruses on it. But I'm like, at least I played the game. Oh my you know? god. Yeah, I learned the hard. After that, I started security. And then I started avoiding them because I think I got a really bad virus once. I'm like, no, we're not doing this again. This is my only outlet. Stop. So, no, no, I stopped flashing <laughs> after a while because I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, I love my computer too much. I'm not getting rid of it. Oh, man, I think my cat has fucking fleas. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> Uh, alright, so basically, um, uh, the whole deal with World of Warcraft Classic, well, Mist Nomer, if you've never played, this is the perfect opportunity for you. Basically, what they're releasing is, they're going back to their roots. <clears throat> oh. They're basically, yes. So, um, World of Warcraft was released in 2004, right? And in 2006, so every two years, basically, they launch a new expansion, so... The first, the vanilla game, the classic game, was released in 2004, up to 2006, when they released the Burning Crusade, which was the first time Illidan was exposed in the world of uh, World of Warcraft, basically. And they're going back to those roots, to the classic part of the game. Now, they wanted, they, they've been working on this, because it takes work to basically, what they want to do is they want to upgrade the technology of the game, but they want to go back to those days when the game was, you know, coming out. So you can go through that, and then, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess they might as well just keep going with, uh, you know, Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King and Cataclysm and all that stuff. I don't know if they're going to do that, but... If they do, you can experience the whole thing, actually. So I'm going to have to add that to my list, then. Yeah. Now, the thing I'm wondering about, and it's the whole reason why I actually put this topic here, I expected people to be playing this game. I don't know why they don't play this game. But it's not a dead game. It's not a dead game. It's still on top on Twitch. Uh, I think people that say dead games are not, or games are dead just because it's not on the top five of Twitch are complete fucking idiots. But most most of them are probably like 14 or 15, so yes, they are indeed, indeed idiots. But the whole point of this was to sort of discuss and try to come up with a speculation as to what the payment method for the classic version of World of Warcraft would be. Because it's what, what I'm mostly interested in. So if you probably know that the whole World of Warcraft deal, they've always had a monthly subscription, right, Miss Number? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've always had this since the beginning. Since the game came out in 2004, they've always had this. And then basically what they would do is, if you want to upgrade your account, if you want to have more levels, if you want to have more content, more end game to it, you buy the expansion, the game is automatically uh, upgraded, and then you keep going on from that. But the subscription is always there. So that's literally what happens... 
And I'm just wondering, will they mix the subscription from the typical, the retail version of the game currently with the possibility to play World of Warcraft Classic? Will they make it free to play, which I doubt because it is Blizzard. Blizzard does not make free games unless it's Hearthstone, but that's a card game. So the they're not dumb because they give the platform and then people have to buy the cards if they want to be, you know, evolving in the the. the Hearthstone industry. Uh, so they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Also with the the game. Okay, that all right. The, the MOBA for Blizzard, Heroes of the Storm. Uh, Alright. It was a free game, but it's uh, I don't know. The game is was not very well accepted. People still can't playing League of Legends. Moving on, anyways. I think I, I wish it was free. Honestly, I wish the the classic version of World of Warcraft was free because I would play the fucking shit out of it. I would be there every single day playing it. But if it's if it's a monthly subscription, I'll probably not play it until I can. Uh, if it is a mixed subscription, then I don't know. Maybe I will play it. I don't know. But yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense because sometimes people unfortunately have other priorities when it comes to spending their money and as much as they want to play a game it's just not worth the investment if you can't put the time toward it well for world of warcraft you either have time to put into it or <laughs> you better not even play it fair enough okay i'm quite i'm 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 honest i'm honestly like all right well nobody fucking knows world of warcraft in here or plays it all right <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Moving on then uh, <laughs> to well, dice di actually. Do you have any topics to add to this? Hello. So wait, to add on to your thing or or a new thing? No, to add on to the podcast. Pardon? Sorry, you're you're making Maggie cut out. Oh, different. Okay, so um, I was on Twitter about a week ago, and there was a link to like the world's most expensive funerals. And I was looking through that and people were spending like 1.4 like million dollars on their funeral and like a bunch of stuff. So what do you guys think about things like that? Do you think it's it's vain for people to spend stupid. like their last funerals <sighs> overall are yeah. stupid? You think it's like stupid, you know? Like funerals these are people who are, are, are super doesn't rich, matter rich to if begin it, with. It, so they're just like flexing when they're dying. It doesn't matter if it's expensive or cheap funerals are the stupidest fucking thing on earth it's making bodies rot and wasting space that could be a building that could be something else interesting instead it's a fucking grave it's a piece of fucking stone and people go put fucking flowers on there and shit i think funerals are stupid i think it would better i think i personally i want to be cremated and that's it yeah no i mean in my opinion, I don't think funerals, at least like, you know, the traditional American funeral that involves like a church service of some kind and then procession. You know how funerals started, right? Uh, no, actually, please. Okay. I think it's, I think this is it, but it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I believe it was, I believe it was because of one time. And I think I think it was back in America as well, but there was this disease going around, and the disease basically made you kind of not have any vitals or what's its vital signals? Is that 
That's that a thing? I think it is a thing, right? Um, life signals, basically. So, and people thought you were dead. But then, once you got, or once, uh, hold on, how was this thing again? All right, I think people still buried people, but it wasn't with a casket. It wasn't like six feet on there or anything like that. It was just like a bunch of dirt on top of the body so that it would then decay over there. But basically, due to this disease that caused you to feel like you were basically dead for a few minutes, hours, who knows, then your body would wake up and basically they thought, I think this was also the time when they believe zombies started to be a thing and shit. But basically your body would wake up again and you would start living again and you would come out of the ground and like, <gasps> you know, and uh, start living again, basically. So I believe that's the thing. I don't know if it's like a whole story, but I, I saw the lore. There's a series on Amazon. There was a series on Amazon called Lore and it talked like, it I talked love about that this. series. Yes, I remember. This, there was an there was an epidemic. I forgot. It was like the sleeping death. I'm trying to remember what the yeah, actual yeah. term was, but that was when they started implementing bells on rich people's caskets, so that if they accidentally buried you when you had this disease, that you could ring the bell and the gravekeeper could dig you Wait, up. Hold on. The the whole bell thing was Edgar Allan Poe. That was oh, no. a thing. No, that was actually a historical thing as well, because as a result of sleeping death, there are a lot of people. Who buried mistakenly because they'd been hit with this um that disease and as a result it was mainly rich people because they could afford to have a, spe a, a, a specific casket constructed in that when they're buried there's a tube for air and then there's a bell that they can ring from inside the casket that's up above the ground so that the gravekeeper or what is what, groundskeeper or the you know, the person who looks after the graves in a cemetery, they can hear the bell and know that that person is alive and dig them up. Right. So I'm on the Wikipedia for safety coffin, which is what you're describing. And it says the fear of being buried alive peaked during the cholera epidemics of the 18th and 19th centuries. But accounts of live burial have been recorded even further back. When his tomb was reopened, the philosopher John Duns Scottus was reportedly found outside his coffin with his hands torn and bloody after attempting to escape, although it is possible that it is merely a myth. The fears of being buried alive were heightened by reports of doctors and accounts in literature and newspapers, as well as dealing with the subject in the fall of the House of Usher and the cask of Amontillado, Edgar Allan Poe wrote The Premature Burial, which was published in 1854. It contained accounts of supposedly genuine cases of premature burial, as well as detailing the narrator's own perceived interment while still alive. The general fear of premature burial led to invention of many safety devices which could be incorporated into coffins. Most consisted of some type of device for communication to the outside world, such as a cord attached to a bell, which is what you described, that the interred person could ring should they revive after the burial. Mm -hmm. A safety coffin of this type appears in the 1979 film The First Great Train Robbery. Other variations of the other variations on the bell include flags and pyrotechnics. 
Some designs included ladders, escape hatches, and even feeding tubes, but many forgot a method for providing air. And then there has a picture, it's probably a drawing or a painting or something, but as it says, the caption says, the recovery of supposedly dead victims of cholera, as depicted in the premature burial by Anthony Antoine Vartz, Vartz, however it's pronounced, fueled the demand for safety coffins. Okay, so maybe, alright, so maybe I'm wrong, but either way, fucking burial, burials and funerals are stupid. It's just like it's a waste of fucking space and shit like that. It's it's purely fucking religious. That's the whole reason why it's stupid. Like, what's the, what? What do you get out of uh, what do you get out of that? You could have done so many good things with the body once it's starting to rot and decay. Yeah, like eat it. Well, not eat it, but <laughs> basically you could uh, you could cremate it and use the ashes for something else. There's these uh, these companies now coming up with these things where I think basically you bury someone or you cremate it and they put the ashes or you bury the whole body with like the roots of a tree or some shit. Mm -hmm. And basically, it, it, I, that's cool. I think that's cool. That's a good idea, honestly. It's still a funeral. It's still a burial. But I mean, you know. Yeah, like I agree with that method. Um, that's actually something I'm looking like for me post-mortem is to have my ashes buried with a tree or a seed of some kind and then have a memorial tree posted there mm. so that you know my my body helps to feed another living being and create something that's long lasting as opposed to just withering away inside a box or just sitting in an urn somewhere to stare at it's it just doesn't seem fiscally responsible. Every time uh <laughs> it, it's bad because every time I hear someone say they want to get cremated, it reminds me of this thing I read online where this person's like, When I die, I'm gonna get cremated and get my body cooked into Taco Bell so that I can make my significant other eat it so I can tear their ass up one last time. Oh my god. <laughs> These damn memes. That's a massive meme right there. Right. <laughs> like it's I j yeah, so just to answer the question, I don't think uh, funerals should be as ex just crazy and expensive as people make them out to be. If anything, I'm going to have cremated, made into a tree of some kind, and then have some memorial service for my friends and family, just so they can mm -hmm. essentially celebrate my life as opposed to mourning my Exactly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Why do people cry and mourn and do all that shit in a funeral? I get it. The person is gone, but why not celebrate their life and, and try mm -hmm. to be happy that with the fact that you will spend time with them? Yep. 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 It just makes more sense. I want everyone to turn up with my dead body. Jeez. <laughs> I want everyone to be taking selfies with it and like, we're going to we're going to full send and party one last time. Oh, man. Apparently that's epic. a thing, though. I mean, I know in, um, in, I saw like a long time ago in this ch children's special of some kind, when they were talking about burial practices and how the dead is treated around the world, I think it was Egypt where they would exhume a body of a oh, and yeah. kind of put them at the table and relish in their presence. And I'm like, eh, maybe not. And then there's, there was this recent practice where people would have the body treated and embalmed and everything. And then pose them 
the way they were in life, like with their favorite outfit on and all this stuff. And then people would take pictures with them. And it was kind of creepy to me. I'm not going to lie. I would much rather have the pictures of me <laughs> with, with me as opposed to taking dead pictures. Cause I'm like, I don't, I gotta, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd rather remember you fondly. Kind of. It's your body. As far as I'm concerned, that's not you anymore. You're not there. That's your shell, your vessel. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I have the deal here for the burial stuff, right? Uh, the Wikipedia stuff for, for, for what the burial is. Burial or interment is the ritual act of placing a dead person or animal, sometimes with objects, into the ground. This is accomplished by excavating a pit or trench, placing the, the deceased and objects in it, and covering it over. Humans have been burying their dead for at least 100,000 years. Burial is often seen as indicating respect from the, for the dead. I don't see why, but whatever. It has been used to prevent the odor of decay, to give family members closure, and prevent them from witnessing the, de the decomposition of their loved ones. And in many cultures, here's the interesting part of this, and in many cultures it has been seen as a necessary step for the deceased to enter the afterlife, huh? Or to give back to the cycle of life, huh? And this is why it's stupid. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> oh, uh, literally rest my case. Yes. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, are you good with our with our uh, contributions, dice? I think. So, like, you know how they had that sarcophagus with all that juice at the bottom? Like, you think that's good to drink? Yeah, you should. Uh, you might get the run. Gonna give you secret powers. Alright. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. Miss Nomer, what's your topic so that we wrap this up? Alright, so my the final topic of this episode. In the last week... There has been the appearance of a new meme, and I will share this with you via knowyourmeme.com. <laughs> I don't know why I find this to be so funny. So the meme is called Bowsette, also known as Kopahime in Japanese, which is the anamorphized gender-bent version of the Super Mario villain Bowser caused by oh, the effect gosh. of a Super Crown power-up. So if those of you who aren't familiar, uh, the Super Mario Bros. Mario um, has like this super crown, which apparently when you put it on to anyone, it gives you the female version of them. But it's normally like some variation of a hot version of them. It's funny. But uh, <laughs> following the creation of the character shortly after the release of the trailer for the new Sarp new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, it quickly gained a large amount of popularity on both the Western and Eastern web. So the origin basically comes from um, on September 13, 2018, Nintendo Direct, Nintendo unveiled a trailer for the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. The trailer also introduced a unique power for Toadette, the Super Crown, which allows her to transform into a character called Peachette, which is, you know, based on Princess Peach. Um, so on the 19th of September, uh, somebody posted a comic <laughs> in which after Mario and Bowser were 
romantically rejected by Peach, Bowser undergoes the same transformation as Toadette into Peachette, turning into a human woman. The female Bowser and Mario then appear to be dating. The comic gained over 15,000 retweets and 42,000 likes within the next few days. Alongside, they also uploaded the comic to their DeviantArt a few minutes prior to the Twitter post, although the version, that version only managed to collect over like 4,000 favorites in 10 days. But basically, people have been going crazy with this new variation of Bowser, like a peach Bowser crossover. And she comes in two versions version and a redhead version that has darker tinted skin so people have just been going crazy with this all over the internet and it has gained a lot of traction so if you're ever interested look up bowsette b-o-w-s-e-t-t-e <laughs> to see what i'm talking about but what do you guys think about this i'm looking I, right I now like, on google images i love it, I love and, it so uh, much I mean, I think I like the yeah, town, uh, the tan Bowser a little bit better. From a weeaboo point of view, it's pretty hot, actually. <laughs> okay, so it looks like everyone's in agreement. We enjoy the Bowsette, and Dice says she likes the red-headed tanned one a little bit better than the one. Like, low-key, if you, if you go on my Twitter, like, I, I reposted a bunch of Bowsette pictures because I fuck with that. She's real cute. I like it. Okay. And Apollyon, you said from a weeb perspective. <laughs> yeah, from my own perspective, I think it's gross. But yeah, from a weeb perspective, I think, uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Why is it gross? <laughs> a fucking cartoon. What do you mean? Why is it gross? A fucking cartoon. Like, it's gross. <laughs> Don't kink shame, Apollyon. What? Yeah. <laughs> Weeaboos are fucking perverts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I don't know what I consider. No, I'm just an appreciator of um, anime and manga. And I just keep up with the culture <laughs> and try to stay abreast of the situation as it comes along. So I'm, I'm in the loop, but I, I'm more of a lurker. So I'll be in the well, back. See, if they draw the character as some have drawn the character as a grown up, like, you know, fucking. Uh, well, she's a full blown adult. Type deal character. But when they do these children little thingy, kicking kitty and shit, oh, like, that's yeah. fucking disgusting, right? It's a completely different conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. But in this this way it's it's interesting like i'm just again i'm just lurking so i'm like oh that popped up that's a new thing Ooh oh what do we have here hmm. okay that's what the fandom is about today <laughs> and you know everybody and their mom is out of the mouth i'm gonna cosplay as bowser and her many forms and it's funny because you get to see every variation of it and it's it's fun. Like it's fun to see how excited people get over these new fads, but it's also really interesting cuz you're like this is kind of weird. It can get out of control pretty quick. But then again, that is rule 34 if I'm not mistaken of the internet. Anything what? and 
Rule 34 of the internet is... You were that's looking it. for that on Rule 34? No, no, wait, wait, hold, wait, let me, before I say something I regret, <laughs> let me Google this. So, no, that's what I'm saying. Rule 34 <laughs> is anything and everything can be sexualized on the internet. Yes. So, Bowsett is no <laughs> exception for to this. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> What? Rule 34 Bowsette on Google Images and Peter Griffin pops up at Bowsette. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, Holy ew. shit, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, that that's it's a thing. That's, that's what's out there now, just warning you all. And I feel bad for kids that are on the Internet that are just getting into Super Mario and they're Googling, yeah, I love Mario, and then they come across this. And you're like, oh. Oh. Rip at least they'll grow up having good taste. Oh my god, they're gonna like no. really voluptuous women that are kind of mean looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're they'll never get that. That's face to face. The women that are drawn as anime characters, or women and women that are drawn in general, will never be real. This is the true. I mean, personality wise, you can probably find a bunch, but you're never gonna find the exactly like that that's just a fantasy just like meeting celebrity you're like oh my god one day i want to meet jessica bale because she's my favorite and we'll get married no no you probably will never meet jessica bale you might meet someone who looks like her you might meet someone who sounds like her even some personality but never meet actual jessica bale and make that fantasy come and if you think you will think again i would like to um I would like not meet. I don't even care about meeting her, but I would like to have sex with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, jeez. Okay, so we jumped from. But I don't even need to meet her. <laughs> just like let's oh, just Scarlett do it and Johansson. be done with it. We jumped from meeting to just like yeah, if I could have sex without a celebrity, yeah. I'd probably be. Yeah. And 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 after or after or before, but my top my top two celebrities of the list is Amber Heard and Scarlett Johansson. Amber Heard because of the way she dressed in that movie with uh, fuck I forgot his name. Um, I think he did Waterworld. Hold on, Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. He did a movie with Amber Heard. Hold on. What was the fucking movie called? What was it? I think it's Kill. Three Days to Kill. Yes. Three Days to Kill. All right. So, and she she just looks so fucking good in that movie. She's always wearing black, like, dresses and, and coats and shit like that. And she's blonde and she's got red lips. Oh, so hot. All right. Anyways, that's probably going to wrap probably- it up. Boss, that's probably hotter. Fuck no. Fuck no. It's a fucking drawing. It's a <laughs> no? fucking drawing. All right. Amber Heard exists and I could make her dress like that again and step that in. All right. Anyways, moving on. But to wrap it up, just a quick flashback of what we did, what we talked about. So in the beginning, we talked a lot. Uh, we talked about the social activist in Russia 
that is pouring bleach on men in public transportation who are manspreading. And I hope she gets fucked eventually by that. She must pay some bills and stuff. What was your topic, Dice? Your first one? I forgot. Uh, free-range free parenting. Right, exactly. And then we talked about sexual assault. And then we talked about World of Warcraft, which surprisingly no one really cares about. <laughs> and then we finished with... Ba Wait, no. And then Dice talked about... Uh, what was it? Funerals and expensive fucking funerals. Ugh. And we ended up with Bowsette. So, anything to add to the podcast today, ladies? Ah, I think we covered. I mean, these a lot of the topics we talked about today can definitely branch out into future episodes. And I'm looking forward to diving a little bit deeper into a few things. So, I'm excited if you guys are. Exactly. Don't forget, everybody listening to this was real. Don't forget, everybody, that uh, next episode, 6th of October, we're going to have a guest with us. So don't miss that one. All right. Don't lose it. Don't miss it. If, if you lose it, just go looking. Just go out looking for it all over the place. Right. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode next week again. We're going to have a special guest with us. We're hoping to get more special guests with us to talk a little bit about, you know, whatever it is that they want to talk about and also to talk about us and, or not about us, but talk with us about our topics. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, I'm going to say my goodbyes. Thank you guys very much for listening to this podcast. Once again, one more week, more topics. I always love doing this and I hope you enjoyed as well. So I think we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, and I'll let the ladies do uh, their goodbyes. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> so Dice is trying her hand at A. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Miss Nomer, look forward to speaking with you all again next week. And have a good weekend or the rest of your weekend. Bye. All right. Yep. Pretty much. Also, don't Goodbye. forget to join our Discord. Check our Twitter. Check our Facebook. Patreon, Instagram, all of that stuff. Follow us there for news, events, eligible to join in on interviews, to enjoy to join these podcasts, all of that stuff. And we'll see you guys in the next week. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>